Welcome to a special segment of Women Investing in Women and Girls for our premium subscribers on the State of Women Radio Network. The world's leading voice for women and girls who are transforming private equity, venture capital, crowdfunding, angel, and impact investing. Now, here's Women Investing and Women and Girls. Welcome to Women Investing in Women and Girls on the State of Women Radio Network. I'm your host, Michelle Jaffe, and along with Anu Bardwaj, we'd like to welcome our guest today, Amanda Steinberg, who is the founder and CEO of Daily Worth and Worth FM. Amanda is doing amazing work uh, to help lots of women out there with their finances. Um, but now let's talk about a really exciting project that she started, and for that, I'll hand it over to Anu. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. We wanted to talk about your recent recognition on Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sunday. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about, more about how that process went about and, and when we're going to be able to see your interview? Absolutely. Um, so Oprah Winfrey and her team at the Oprah Winfrey Network at OWN created a new program this year called the Super Soul 100. And this is specifically as they state it, um, individuals who are using their voices to elevate humanity, which is, you know, pretty unbelievable to have that honor that I was selected for my work with Worth FM and Daily Worth, um, but even more so that uh, I'm the only one of the 100 that's coming out of finance and financial services. So I'm so proud to be recognized by this extraordinary woman and her team for our contributions in the area of financial services, specifically with regards to women. Um, I don't know a lot about the um, uh, selection process other than that they reviewed hundreds of candidates and that we were selected. So there you have it. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. It's, um, it's, it's, I, I love being an entrepreneur and most of my day is spent in spreadsheets thinking about the numbers, but the social impact is ultimately what drives me. So this is one of the ultimate um, validations that I could ever wish for. Absolutely. And part of being an entrepreneur is the journey of going from the startup phase to then growing it into something um, like you have now that's been featured on so many different media platforms and even being recognized uh, by Oprah. There's so many lessons to be learned here. Can you tell us more um, you know, from your uh, your perspective, what it's like to be um, in that entrepreneurial role, uh, having your startup go into, you know, this level of success that it is now, what does it take to grow something like that? Yeah, you know, I, I'll just say that um, uh, the, the hardest lesson has actually just been how hard it is. It's really tests every fiber of my um emotional state in terms of my ability to deal with hardship and stress. Um, it's, I'm surprised how hard it's been and I know I shouldn't be. Um, but you know, it's it, at a certain point you think things are going to work. And as they say about raising children, bigger kids, bigger problems, <laughs> it's the same mm -hmm. thing with a business. Um, and so I, you know, I really caution entrepreneurs. I just want to remind everyone that there's, um, you know, it, it, we make the whole idea of being an entrepreneur extremely sexy and um, people aspire to leave their jobs and have what they perceive my life to be because of the way it's presented in the media. 
Um, and I would just caution a lot of folks that there's a lot of darkness that doesn't get revealed and that you can have, um, you can have really fulfilling, lucrative lives um, even when you're not the entrepreneur. So I would just like to spread some caution um, around thinking that in order to have what is perceived to be my life, that it has to look a certain way, and it doesn't. And the media is also really good at casting um, a shiny light on things. You know, Amanda, I think that's a great point to bring up. Many times in our conversations with entrepreneurs, we like to focus on the success, um, you know, after the fact, uh, the outcome, not just the, not necessarily the journey and the challenges of getting from point A to point B. Uh, So with that being said, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs overcoming failure or overcoming some of these obstacles, which are, are bound to come up at some point or another? Yeah, you know, I, I look around at what's really making the biggest difference in my life right now, and it's um, it's hiring great people who can really take a lot of work off of you. Um, we even now have an investor and a board member who is doing so much with me on the capital structure side. Um, and it's it's about remembering to lead by leading other leaders, not to lead by proving that you can do it all. I think that you'll be way more successful if you invest more time in looking for the right people and doing the really painful, horrible work of eliminating people when they're not the right one for you um, in order to make sure that you have operations, finance, product, marketing, sales, so that you're not doing anything alone, even if it's someone in an advisor capacity, that you're never guessing or ignoring parts of the business where there's other people around you who can be helpful. And when you have a a business so big, it's hard for one person to carry it all on their own, I'm sure. Uh, You now have a team. What was that transition like? Was it an easy transition or was it um, a bit challenging as as an entrepreneur to, you know, expand to having more people working on your businesses with you? Yeah, I haven't found anything in business to be easy. Everything has (laughs) required a lot of failures in order to, because you think you know, and then you don't. And then it changes. So, no, it's been very hard. Um, And given the nature of startups, um, it's very common to hire the wrong person for important roles and for things not to go the way you plan. So the company has grown and shrunk multiple times over the years. Um, But the best thing I ever did was um, I recognized that the woman I had hired to be our chief product officer was such a phenomenal manager that I just promoted her to general manager and moved everyone to report into her. And now everything runs so smoothly because I realized taking myself out of bottlenecks was critical for the company being able to grow. You've had so much experience and so many lessons learned throughout your career. We've heard it all on here just right now. Uh, You put a lot of these into your book, Worth It, Your Life, Your Money, Your Terms. Can you tell us the motivation behind this book and what it's all about? Sure. You know, I never wanted to write a book. Uh, It just got to the point where I was being asked the same questions repeatedly enough, and I realized that, again, the marketplace of opportunity wasn't doing a good enough job in order for us to fulfill on our mission, um, uh, that I needed to, it was time to write a book, as opposed to writing a book because I wanted it as a promotional platform. It was just I finally had enough information that I needed to finally synthesize. Um, So uh, the book Worth It, um, which comes out in January, is really um, a reframe for women told in a voice that's entertaining that you want to read of moving from thinking about your income and your budget as the primary numbers in your finances to your net worth. Now, that's not a sexy subject at all. 
So obviously my job is to make it sexy and entertaining, which is really just in the artistry of what we're working to really finalize as the manuscript is done. Um, But essentially the premise is that as women entering the workforce really only a generation or two ago, um, for many of us, goals exist in our minds really tied to income goals. But women's long-term security is far more connected to our ability to build assets. So what if we thought about um, our entire financial lives through the context of how do we invest money? How do we buy real estate? How do we start a business, which is another form of, of equity creation? So that when I, you know, 20 years from now and I look back, I see a country and hopefully a world full of women who have created their own security as opposed to ultimately being dependent on others um, for their life decisions and life choices. That's excellent. I'm sure anybody who is able to pick up this book will find the information super helpful. Um, The book, again, it's available in January. Will it be available on Amazon? Uh, Yes, it is now available on Amazon. I'm not sure if it can be bought yet, um, but it is definitely available on Amazon. And and if you sign up for Daily Worth um, newsletter, you will definitely be hearing about it soon. Wonderful. Well, everyone, be sure to pick up a copy of this book. Uh, now, Amanda, with the little bit of time that we do have left in this conversation, can you tell us, uh, share this, some of the best tips about money that you can offer to our listeners? Sure. You know, as opposed to the top three tips, I think what I want to hone in on today is, you know, I'm turning 40 next year. I can't believe that. Um, and so I've lived a few decades and now I've been observing women, uh, over a million women for seven years. Um, And I've just found so many women out there who really tried to do everything right, uh, from budgeting to earning a good income, et cetera. And life just still has a way of throwing these giant curveballs that can knock out your best laid plans. So, um, you know, the the main advice I have for women listening today is um, even if you follow all the rules, even if you follow all the tips, life is still really unpredictable. And those those unpredictable elements can be freakishly expensive. So the more you can develop your habit of being a saver, the more you can gain comfort with the idea of seeing cash grow in your bank account that you're not spending on things that you totally want and know would make your life um, happier for a while. Uh, it's, it's really, it's a skill, it's a muscle, and it's not a muscle that comes easiest to most people. Um, so make sure that you become a saver, even if you think you're a spender now and you can retrain your brain. Um, and that's really what I want for most women because it's what most women lack, which is cash flow and the ability to create your own security because it's just so easy to let that money drip through your fingers otherwise. Thank you so much for all of that. We're really excited to have our listeners here Uh, this great advice. Once again, Amanda Steinberg, the founder and CEO of Daily Worth and Worth FM. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'd like to invite all of our listeners to connect with us by going to facebook.com slash womeninvesting or follow us on Twitter at the handle at womeninvesting. Thank you all so much for listening today. You've been listening to Women Investing in Women and Girls. This show is produced by the State of Women Radio Network, the first radio network for women and girls. I'm your host, Michelle Jaffe, and along with Anu Bardwaj, we'd like, to join, we'd like for you to join us next time. Thanks for listening to this special premium member segment of Women Investing in Women and Girls. Subscribe to our podcasts, join in the conversation on Facebook, and find all of the information you're looking for at thestateofwomen.com.